All right, second episode, here we go. Today I am talking about the seven lifestyle factors that contribute to skin health. So what are lifestyle factors? They are really what I have found to be the foundation and the core of holistic skincare. It's really about looking at the whole picture of your skin health. So a lot of times people will see a problem with their skin, whether it's acne or fine lines or hyperpigmentation, and they'll ask or wonder, how do I get rid of this? What do I do or apply to make this go away? Which makes sense, but really what you should be asking is what caused this in the first place? Why am I seeing this? Because skin problems are actually your body's way of communicating that there is some sort of internal imbalance. And when you only focus on the actual products and what you're applying, it's really only a band-aid because it's not addressing the real cause of why this is happening in the first place. And so holistic skincare to me is about creating a dialogue with your body and learning to read the signs to understand what it is that your body needs to feel more aligned, feel healthier, and as a result, have clearer skin. I like to say that skincare, and particularly holistic skincare, is about so much more than what you put on your skin. And there's actually seven factors that I've found to be really the main culprits when it comes to healing your skin and healing your body. So today I am going to get into those seven and I am very excited. I'm going to refer back to this episode a lot in future podcast episodes because really everything stems back to this these seven. These are in no particular order. I think they all are really essential to how you take care of yourself, how you open that dialogue with your skin and your body. But what I do want to address is that not all seven might be the culprit at all times. So if you are seeing a big breakout, it would help to refer back to these seven and try to see which of them might be the main reason for that particular breakout, if that makes sense. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Number one is hygiene. This one is, in my opinion, kind of the least important. It is important, but not as much as the other six that we'll go over in this episode, but this one obviously it does need to be addressed. So hygiene includes cleaning yourself, but also how you clean your clothing, your bedding, anything else that touches your skin. Some of the questions you could ask to find out if hygiene is the cause of your skin problems is if you're washing your face properly. Um, I, I learned this in um, aesthetics school that most people are not washing their face long enough. You should be washing like actually rubbing on the cleansing product for at least 30 seconds. Most people rush through it. If you take the time to slow down, you might find that that could fix your skin problems right there. Um, but on the opposite end is that you could be overwashing with you know products that are really irritating for your skin. So that in could include harsh soaps that upset the natural pH balance of your skin, which causes acne because of the irritation. 
Um, you could be, maybe you're exfoliating too much. Are you using really harsh scrubs every day? Like, that could be something. You actually should only exfoliate only once a week. That is really all that your skin needs to buff off the dead skin cells. I mean, if you have really oily or acne-prone skin, twice a week could work better for you, but you definitely do not need to be exfoliating harsh, like really hard scrubs every single day. It's too much for your skin. Um, another factor that goes into hygiene is the actual ingredients in your skincare products. I am obsessed with reading ingredients lists, but I know that for a lot of people that might not be something that really occurs to them. So if, this, if that's you, um, I do encourage you to read the ingredients list. And if you're seeing something like sulfates, uh, parabens, uh, mineral oil, petroleum, those aren't necessarily bad ingredients, but those could, those do have the potential to cause irritation, and that might be the case for you, um, especially if you find that you have sensitive skin. Uh, another one that, oh my gosh, really needs to be addressed, um, are you using coconut oil from your kitchen as moisturizer? If you are, stop. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, uh, coconut oil is actually not that great for your skin. Uh, let me explain. So, yes, it is really moisturizing and it smells nice, but coconut oil um, that you might find in your kitchen, it has very large molecules that are too large. They're, even, they're bigger than what your skin pores can handle. So it doesn't absorb into your skin very well, and it just sits on top and creates um, a barrier that makes that actually causes your skin beneath it to become dehydrated. If you are using coconut oil and you're noticing a lot of blackheads or you're finding that you need to keep applying more, that could be a problem right there. So try to find an actual skin moisturizer that is designed to hydrate your skin not just what is meant for cooking. Another really important point is that skincare is not one size fits all. So you could potentially be using a skincare product or a line or a certain regimen because you had a friend who said that it worked wonders for them and it's actually not having the same results for you. And that is because your friend has a different skin type than you. What works for one person is not going to work for everyone and it's not all going to work for you. So it could be that the skincare products that you're using, which worked really great for someone else, are not the right ones for you. And that is actually where you would see an esthetician or ask someone like me. I'm very happy to help. If you're having a problem with your skincare line and you're like, I don't understand what's wrong, it worked for such and such, we can help you find the one that'll work for you. So, as I mentioned earlier, hygiene is not exclusive to cleansing products for your face and body. It also includes how you clean your clothes and your bedding, since those are materials that are touching your skin. If you're having a lot of breakouts on, let's say, your shoulders and your upper arms, and you can't figure out what's wrong, something that could potentially be the culprit is that you're using the wrong laundry detergent. I mean, maybe it cleans your skin, but maybe the laundry detergent you're using works well to clean your clothes, 
but the chemicals in it are causing a lot of irritation for your skin. If you notice that, you could try switching to something more gentle with more uh, natural ingredients and that could be the difference for you. This also applies to your bedding. Not just the detergent that you're using to clean it, but if you're actually washing your bedding often enough. Have you maybe gone too long without, you know, washing them out? Because uh, it does collect, you know, sweat and dead skin cells while you sleep and that breeds bacteria that'll really irritate your skin. So if that if that's the reason that you're starting to notice a lot of breakouts, try washing your bedding more often. Um, and if you don't want to wash all of your bedding every single week because that's kind of a hassle, at least wash your pillowcases. That is what touches your face every night and if you're sweating and drooling and you know, <laughs> you have dead skin cells falling off and then getting right into that pillowcase and then all of that uh, moisture is breeding bacteria and then you put your face on it every single night, that is a huge cause of skin problems. So wash your pillowcases more often. And then the last thing that I will say about hygiene, because I know I've been going on for a while, is never, ever, ever, ever sleep with your makeup on. I know people, like I'm sure you're all very aware <laughs> that is not a good idea, but I know it happens anyway, so try, try, try to make a conscious effort to wash off your makeup before you fall asleep. I do have um, a video specifically about how to get rid of makeup before you pass out, even if you are not in the mindset to do so. Check it out. This is going to be a huge game changer for your skin. So that's the number one slot for our seven lifestyle factors. Number two is diet and gut health. Um, and I'm going to be very upfront. I am not super um, knowledgeable about nutrition, but I do know that it is very important to your overall health and how your skin looks. So if this is, if this is something that could be the culprit for you, I highly recommend seeking advice from a health coach. Like that is what they are like. They are going to be incredible for helping with this particular factor. Uh, so the gut is known as the second brain. And if you are eating foods that are um, irritating your digestive system, that is going to create inflammation that shows up throughout your body and then manifests in your skin. And like I said, with these skincare products, the inflammatory foods are different for everyone because everyone has unique body types and different needs. So what cause what you know what's fine for one person might be really irritating for somebody else. And conversely, what is really inflammatory for your friend might be fine for you. Uh, I mean, for example, me in particular, I um, I'm lactose intolerant. So I have found that dairy, uh, especially uh, pizza, um, certain sweets, they will for sure cause um, pimples on my skin. So if one day I wake up and I look and there's like, you know, a little bit of a breakout on my cheeks, I'll think back and be like, oh my gosh, I ate pizza. That's what the problem is. Uh, a couple other food triggers for me are sugar and sugary alcohols. Um, they make my skin really red and sensitive. 
to find out what works for you, you're going to want to see how your skin reacts, usually a day or two after eating certain foods. Uh, so try to be really mindful of that. And even if you can, I would recommend keeping a food journal for, I mean, just try it out for a week. If you could go more than that, that would be so, like even better. But try to go at least a week and mark down the foods you ate and how your skin looks the next day. And then you'll start to see those patterns in what causes inflammation that leads to skin issues for you. And that'll help you get a better understanding of the specific food triggers that cause inflammation and skin irritation for you specifically. All right, on to number three, which is hydration. And this one for me is actually a per like a bit of a personal struggle. I sometimes don't drink nearly enough water as I should, so that has been something that I've been making a conscious effort to work on. I mean, we all know that our bodies are mostly made up of water. What is it, like 70%? So you need to be drinking enough water each day um, to help your body function properly. Uh, and that that is clean, <laughs> just plain water, not coffee, not soda, like actual plain water. You need to be drinking enough of this. Um, something that I've been trying to do to get better about this is I have like a little cup with a lid and a straw that I can carry around with me all day. I like my water chilled and infused. I know warm water is best, but when my when mine is chilled, I drink more water. So that's what's working for me right now. And as for infusions, I like to put in... Right now, my favorite is sliced fresh ginger. I like the taste of it, and it's also really good for detoxifying your body. So I put that into my water each day, and sometimes I'll switch it up. I'll do a squeeze of lemon... Uh, maybe a few fresh mint leaves. I also like um, a little pinch of cayenne powder. And that keeps it interesting so that I'm drinking more water all the time. Uh, my boyfriend is a really good example of how to get more water each day. He has this huge like half gallon, I think it's a half gallon, uh, water jug. And he fills it up every morning and he takes it with him to work and he has it on him. All the time and he's just taking sips of it all day long so that by the end of the day when it's empty he knows that he's had a good amount of water that day so if that's something that could work for you that is something that I highly recommend all right we're about halfway through number four is environment this is the external factors that are causing your skin problems uh, a big one is pollution. If you're in a highly polluted area, most likely a city, if you're around um, a lot of uh, construction all day, you're going to be surrounded by a lot of pollution. And pollution causes free radicals that prematurely age your skin. Another one that I think everyone, knows, regardless of where you live, is struggling with is blue light exposure. So this is the light that comes from your phone, your laptop, your, I think even your TV. And I will have actually a whole episode dedicated specifically to technology and blue light and how it affects your skin. So stay tuned for that. But I do want to just like address that it, it is causing um, problems for your skin. If you are noticing some issues and you can't figure out what else is causing them, it could be your phone screen. Um, and also sun exposure. Oh my gosh, sun exposure is by far, it is the number one cause of premature aging. Nothing um, 
like as far as external factors go, nothing is aging your skin as much as sun exposure. I mean, I know we all love looking tan, but tans are actually just visible sun damage. It's your skin trying to protect itself from those really harsh UV rays of the sun. And tanning beds are arguably even more dangerous because you have all that UVA um, light and it's just right on your skin for however long. I don't know, I've never been in a tanning bed, but just trust me that it's, it's not good for your skin. And there's so many sunless tan tanners available for, you know, like you can get a nice healthy glow without the without the dangerous side effects. Um, I'm not sponsored by them. This is not an ad, but Bondi Sands is one that I really love. Um, I've applied it mostly if I'm going out and it gives you that nice glowy tan look and it's very natural and it smells like coconuts and you know that you're not hurting your skin while you're getting this like nice tan. Uh, Another important fact about sun exposure is that UV rays are present even on cloudy days, even in winter, and they can get through clear glass. So if you're sitting inside by a window, you're still being touched by those UV rays. So I know a lot of times people only wear sunscreen if they're going to be outside or if they're going to be at the beach, but it that this is why it's so important to wear sunscreen every single day because even if you're not going to be outside for long periods of time, even if you're sitting inside, but there's still sunlight getting in, even if it's the middle of winter, it gets through the clouds, your, skill, your skin is still being affected by these harsh, damaging, aging, burning UV rays. So wear SPF every single day, preferably SPF 30. Anything less isn't really enough. Um, sun protection and anything more doesn't really make a huge difference, but it's a lot of chemicals that could irritate your skin. So SPF is the ideal SPF number. And again, I will make an episode all about sunscreens that don't clog pores and how to find the best one that'll work for you. Okay, number five. Number five is hormones. And of all the factors that are mentioned in this episode, this one is easily the most frustrating because you can change your diet, you can drink more water, you can wash your face better, you can put on sunscreen, but there's not a lot that you can do to control hormonal acne and breakouts because um, it's just your body doing its thing. Um, and I'm sure everyone can attest to this that Hormonal acne happens the most and is the most prevalent uh, when your hormones are fluctuating. So this includes puberty, pregnancy, menopause, PMS, when you're taking hormonal birth control, and even certain medications. My sister has a story that is a perfect example in particular about hormonal acne caused by certain medications, uh, and she gave me permission to share it today. Uh, so she was started taking a new medication, and her skin broke out in a way that it never had before. Uh, and nothing else in her life was really changing, so we couldn't figure out what else it could be besides the medication. I mean, we did tell her to wait it out for three months, and she decided that, that was best just to see if maybe it was just an adjustment with her body. But after those three months passed, it was still really bad. And after she switched to something that worked better for her and like made her feel better, the 
acne went away. It never came back to that degree. And so that is such like a clear example of how certain medications that affect your hormones can really, really affect your skin. Um, and I think we all can think of a time when our hormones caused skin issues for us. So if you were, uh, one is pimples. Pimples often show up in your skin during puberty uh, as your body is starting to release new hormones to help you, you know, get into your adult body. You'll notice a lot of pimples. And then if you have a female body, uh, PMS is oh, such a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but really, uh, for me, even like when I'm PMSing, that's actually the first sign for me that that's what's going on is when I look in the mirror and all of a sudden there's like a bunch of pimples all over my skin and I'm like what where did this come from and I'm like nope I, I'm staying hydrated no I don't think I ate anything bad and I'm like oh my gosh it's PMS uh the other one is hyperpigmentation which is just a fancy word for brown spots and that shows up for a lot of women not all but it shows up a lot with uh pregnancy it's even called pregnancy mask where you'll notice brown uh, pigmentation, um, especially across your cheeks. That's from the, you know, the huge roller coaster. That pregnancy mask is caused by the huge upswing in hormones that comes with, you know, growing a person in your body. Another time that a lot of women notice um, a lot of hyperpigmentation is during menopause. So something interesting that happens, I guess it's not that interesting to most people, but it's interesting to me, so we're going over this. Um, when you reach menopause, a lot of times your skin starts to manifest all of the cumulative sun damage that you've developed throughout your life. And during menopause, it all comes to the surface. So at that time in your life, you may notice just a lot of brown spots that you never noticed before, and that's because of the hormones. Like I said, it's really frustrating. Um, so my best advice when it comes to hormonal skin problems are really just to give yourself grace. There's not a lot that you can do to change it. I mean, I'm sure like a doctor could give you some recommendations for medications for something that could help mellow it out. But the best you can do in most situations is just understand that you're not doing anything wrong. It's your hormones and they're not going to stay like that forever. They fluctuate, as we all know, and so the hormonal breakouts will go away as your hormones start to even out. Um, and if it is severe, yes, definitely go see a physician or a dermatologist and see what they can do to help you out, uh, too. I do want to make it clear that as an esthetician, I am not licensed to diagnose or treat uh, severe skin problems like cystic acne. Uh, so if this is something that you're struggling with and it has been something that's been affecting you for a long time, do see a physician or a dermatologist to see what they recommend for you. So that is hormonal skin issues. Number six is sleep quality. Um, so your body repairs itself during deep, deep sleep. And so you may notice how your skin is the day after not sleeping very well. Maybe if you have a late night or you wake up like really early and you only got a couple hours of sleep or 
maybe you were struggling with insomnia or you were tossing and turning and just not getting that deep quality sleep, in the morning you may notice that your skin's not doing so great. It's probably dehydrated, you might have dark circles under your eyes or puffy under eye bags. Uh, that's actually a big one for me when I don't sleep very well because I, I do struggle with insomnia from time to time. And the next day my skin gets really, really puffy because of inflammation in my skin from it not being able to detox itself through the night. Uh, sleep hygiene is crucial to both skin health and overall wellness. So really when people come to me and they're like, hey, I'm having some issues with my skin, what do you recommend? My favorite piece of skincare advice is setting up a solid bedtime routine so that you can get really quality sleep because that's really going to make a big difference for your skin. I recommend using your evening to prepare your mind and body for relaxation and sleep. So don't be uh, working too late. Don't be like sitting in bed scrolling through your phone. And this is also another one that I'm going to have a whole episode completely dedicated to bedtime routines to get sleep that's going to help you wake up with gorgeous skin. Uh, so that is coming soon. I think that's actually going to be the next episode that comes out because this is something that I really, really love talking about and I think is really, really important to discuss. So stay tuned for that. All right, and we have come to the number seven lifestyle factor that contributes to skin health, and that is stress. Oh, stress. This is, this is a huge one. If you're doing everything else right, but you're still dealing with a lot of skin problems, ask if you've been really stressed recently because that is going to be the biggie. Your body is not designed to function optimally in, during stress. Um, and a lot of people are chronically stressed. And so their body is always in this fight or flight response which means that it's not working to its fullest capability. High levels of stress that I know a lot of us are feeling, especially with current events that are going on right now that can be a major trigger for anxiety. When you're operating on that level of stress and anxiety, your body is just in survival mode. And when it's just in survival mode, it is not able to process your digestive system to the best of its ability, your immune system to the best of its ability, and all of this makes your body kind of just not where it's supposed to be, and that all shows up in your skin. When your body systems can't function the way that they want to, the way they're designed to, it affects your overall health, and that all manifests in your skin. And this is why to me, daily wellness rituals are not just a luxury, they're actually essential for your health. It's not just about taking bubble baths because you want to, you know, feel really nice. It's like you need some sort of routine to take care of yourself and, you know, balance out that stress you might be feeling all the time so that you can be healthy even when life isn't going perfectly. Uh, we're realizing that burnout and, exa and exhaustion that, you know, we've all been pushing for, you know, I, people who stay up all night working on, I don't know, some, some sort of assignment and, you know, skipping sleep to keep powering through. 
it's actually not a virtue. It's actually something that we don't need to do to get ahead. You know, you need to be taking care of yourself and taking care of your health so that you don't burn out from the exhaustion so that you can keep powering forward and doing what it is that you want to be accomplishing. This is, we need these wellness rituals to be that best version of ourselves. I get a little preachy, don't I, <laughs> about stress. It's just very important to me. And having a way to combat that is so, so, so vital. So anyway, those are the seven lifestyle factors. And I will recap them really quickly right now. So number one is hygiene. Number two, gut health. Three, hydration. Four, environment. Five is sleep. Six, hormones and seven and final is stress and as i mentioned before i will be re referring back to these seven a lot because this is the foundation of holistic skincare so if you are dealing with some skin problems refer back to this listen through and see if one or a couple of these seven are what's causing whatever it is that is bothering you with your skin and i will deep dive into each of these periodically um and have episodes dedicated to just one at a time so that we can really figure out how to take care of your skin from a holistic standpoint. I hope you got a lot of value from this episode and I will see you in the next one.